Welcome to today's Jersey Joe's on Sports podcast. Let's get started. Put my mic on! Yo, yo, let's go. It's again another time for Jersey Joe's on Sports Podcast. I'm Greg B, and I'm here with my buddy Johnny A. Johnny, how are we doing? Uh, pretty good. It's it's dry here. Um, we're not in the path of the hurricane, unlike uh, a lot of our friends in North Carolina, including yourself. And um, glad, glad to hear you're doing well and the family's well. But uh, thoughts and prayers with the people on the coast. Yeah, it's it's been a rough one. Uh, you know, a lot of wind, a lot of rain today. Nothing too terrible. Lost power a couple times. Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, we'll get this podcast in and get it up before uh, before we go out. But uh, hey, people who are listening, they're going to want to listen to this podcast and hope it gets up because I got to tell you, Johnny, last week our NFL and college picks were red hot, and I, I like that. We went uh, we went four and one in our college plays, and then in the pros. We, uh, we went four and two. So uh, anybody, the four people who would listen to us last week made a lot of money. So hopefully we'll get some more people on board this spread, week. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Hey, uh, real quick before we get into the football card and kind of recap last week and give our picks for this week, real quick, um, real concerned about our Bombers. Uh, I got a funny feeling we're going to be going to Oakland for a one-game playoff, and I'm not too crazy about it. Well... I think you're right there. Oakland's red hot. Yankees are ice cold. Um, I, I don't know what we can expect from Aaron Judge coming back next week. They deactivated him today, but they said he's really not ready to hit major league uh, pitching yet. So they're going to put him. They're going to put him um, in the field as needed as a defensive replacement and let him run the bases. But um, yeah, not not a warm fuzzy coming off of that that last road trip. I mean, they just they just can't put teams away that they should. I mean, the bad teams they really struggle with. Uh, the only silver lining here is that Sean Maniah is out for the rest of the season. He was Oakland's ace. Yeah. I don't know that they have a go-to, like, top of the rotation uh, starter to put out there in a wild card game. Uh, not that the Yankees do. I was just going to say, we don't but, either. But the Yankees have – But the, you know what? The Yankees could have Tanaka and Severino both ready to go. Um, start, start whoever looks the best uh, next week. Uh, from here on out, that's who you go with and have and have, and have the other guy um, – Ready, ready to go in and, and jump in should he get into trouble. And no, I agree. I agree. I think you know. I I like. I mean, the way Oakland's playing ball right now, though, they look they look a lot more impressive than the Yankees. But you know, when you're when you're a power hitting team like the Yankees are, all you need is one game, and you know your guys end up showing up to hit that night, and bingo, you're moving on. So you know, I, I take our chances. We'll see what no, happens. No, take take our chances and look. look Dd is swinging is swinging a little bit better of a bat. Uh, Stanton's got some nice swings tonight. Um, so listen, you know we, we got we got some time, uh, not a lot of time, but we got a little bit of time for these guys to get their swing right, um, for the pitchers the pitchers to kind of figure out whatever mechanic, you know, get work on their mechanicals um, a little bit, you know, the deliveries. I, I mean, I, I I like our chances, but I'm not feeling super confident like I was after the first two months of the season. No, ab- absolutely not. No, it's it's amazing since the All Star break, the Mets actually have a better record than the Yankees, which is pretty crazy. Which is absolutely insane, isn't it? 
Yeah, it really is. It really is. But it just goes to show you that, you know, if baseball's a funny game because first half of the season it looked like the Yankees were unbeatable. And then, you know, the Red Sox, honestly, haven't even been playing well lately. But it doesn't matter because they have such a big lead. It's a, you know, they're, they're off and running. So we're never going to catch them anyway. And I never thought we were going to to begin with. No, but, but you know what? Listen, strange things happen in the postseason. The Yankees got hot uh, at the right time last year. Um, thank, thank God uh, for Didi Gregorius' three-run home run in the bottom of the first against the Twins in the wild card game last year mm-hmm. after we were down 3-0. Yep. Uh, the Yankees just kind of rolled from there. I mean, they, they played, they played, um, they, they played you know, two very good series after that, you know, put, putting the Indians away and then going on and, you know, taking the Astros to the limit. So, yep. um, you know, all, you know mo- most of that team is back, um, you know, with some other nice pieces with Torres and Andujar. Um you know, anything can happen. We just got to get there. You got to yeah, get there. Exactly. And even if they're on the road, I like their chances of being Oakland. No, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, going to the other team in New York, just real quick, uh, you know, good luck to you, David Wright. You had a hell of a career. It's too bad it got cut short because of injuries. Uh, I like the fact that they're going to let him come back, and it'll probably cost them a boatload to do it, but let him come back and uh, let the fans get their uh, – chance to say goodbye i think that's a pretty classy move for a team that normally doesn't do things pretty classy so uh you know good for you mets no kudos to the mets and uh the Wilpons for doing the right thing here i mean they've been they've been the worst kind of major league baseball owners for the last i don't know what decade plus um with their penny pinching but they're doing they're doing the right thing here they're sending david wright off uh in style uh david wright deserves it i mean how many times has this guy tried to come back from uh you know the degenerative condition of uh, spinal stenosis which is you know, it's an awful, awful condition, and this guy, you know, gave it his all. Um, you look, you look at his, you look at his early career before he got hurt. I mean, you're talking about a bona fide Hall of Famer. I mean, this guy was good for 30 home runs, over 100 RBIs. He hit over 300, score 100 runs. He'd steal some bases and played immaculate defense at third. So, um, you know, ha- you know, happy trails and uh, best, best, uh, best of luck to him going forward. No, absolutely. So let's let's switch gears. Let's let's uh, let's talk uh, first. Let's talk about uh, our beloved New York Giants. I can't say that I wasn't uh, surprised with the outcome on Sunday. I think what I was disappointed is the fact that we had a chance to get back and actually win this football game, and we couldn't find a way to do it. I think that was the most frustrating thing. And I think the only more frustrating thing than that was to see the turnstile on the right-hand side of the end of the line there, Eric Flowers, who looked like he didn't do any work or do anything over the summertime because he looked as bad as I've ever seen him, and that's just frustrating as all heck. It looks like he hit. It looks like he hit the all-you-can-eat buffet a few times. Um, oh my but, lord! Talk uh, about slow foot speed. I mean, people were just going around him at will. No, he, he he was terrible. I mean, what he he got the tripping penalty on the first play of the game. <laughs> yeah. You know, first play of the season, first offensive play of the season, the tripping penalty, and then the third play of the season, offensive play of the season, he almost gets hold, gets called for holding in the end zone, which would trigger a safety. But the, the refs bailed him out, saying he began the hold at the one the one like. One yard line or the half exactly. yard line. So, you know, the, the Giants have got to get rid of this guy. I mean, I know for cap reasons they can't cut him, but just put him on the bench or put him on the taxi squad or whatever you have to do. I mean, is Rich, isn't Richie Incognito still out there? I mean, this guy is cra- as crazy as the day is long, but he's got to be able to play a better offensive line in the NFL than this guy Flowers. I gotta believe. I gotta believe somebody else has got to be better. But I think. I think honestly, this is probably his last chance this week. And if he doesn't do any better, then then I think he will find his way to the pine for for a long you know period of time. And I don't think we'll ever see him again. To be honest with you, uh, I, I hope. Well, listen. I hope. I hope he proves us wrong and has a great game this week. I'm not optimistic. 
Um, I hope I hope that he plays poorly early and he gets put on the pine and we get anybody else in there. And I just hope that Eli doesn't get killed uh, before they pull flowers, you know, for good. Yeah, no, I'm with you, John. I think that, you know, besides that, I, you know, there were a lot of things that I was happy about. Uh, obviously, the the best one and, and the the one is our number one draft pick. Obviously, he played fantastic. He looked great. Uh, he gave you everything you thought he'd give you. Um, I think this kid's going to be a superstar. Uh, so I, I have no no qualms there, and I think I thought the defense actually played pretty well. I wasn't too disappointed in the defense, especially being that we're missing our best player. And uh, from what I heard today, he's not going to play this week either. So Vernon's out another week, which is a killer. It is a killer, but uh, I'm with you that the defense played halfway decent, uh, you know, last week. But we have to keep in mind again we're we're going against Bortles. Um, True. Bortles generally won't beat you with his arm. But, I mean, how could they not be ready for him to, to, to beat them with his legs? Because the guy can run. He can. He can. But we did a good job on Fournette. I mean, I, I thought we did a pretty good job against Fournette, and he's a beast. And no, no question about it. Look, the Giants defense was adequate last week. Um, the offense, though, with the drops, you know, oh. it was drop passes. Um, and then you go to special teams with the muffed punt at the end there. I mean, I understand, you know, the weather wasn't perfect, but, you know, rather Jacksonville, you know, figured out a way to hold on to the ball. Um, and, I, and I'm saying this with the, with the huge exception of uh, Odell Beckham, who had a fantastic game. And it's great to yes. see, him back, see him back and all over the field. I mean, he's such a game changer. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think that last fumble did, did really hurt, though, because I felt like if we got one more shot, I felt like we would go down and, and have a chance to win the game. It never happened. I would have liked to see what would have happened had he was able to hold on to the ball. But then again, I mean, this this team's kind of a mess with what, you know the roster changes and stuff. I mean, I don't even know if that kid realized he was going to be in that position two weeks ago to be on the field to, to even accept that punt uh, late in the game with all the changes that we've gone on with our roster. So, you know, I, I, I got to put the fact that Shermer knows what he's doing and Gettleman, you know, knows what he's doing. I hope a lot of what their moves aren't just completely reactive to try to, uh, you know, shed themselves of what they were left behind and try to put their stamp on it. And they're sacrificing some things, uh, you know, in spite of themselves, like, you know, basically getting rid of one of our offensive linemen the week before the season, who I think that we could use regardless, but uh, they still felt that they could trade him away. Now, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, that move. Um, and, and, I mean, you know, who, who, help me out here with uh, my memories failing me. The former Cowboys receiver who became our punt returner. Oh, uh, uh, Harris? Harris. I mean, wh- yes. where, where is he? Why didn't you bring him back? He had good hands. He yeah, had good th- hands on special teams. I think he got hurt. I think he's done. I don't even know if he's in the league anymore, to be honest with you. I'd have to look that up. Okay. But, okay. yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I think that was a huge thing that we addressed a couple of years ago and became a priority. And I feel like we're going back to uh, – you know, the, the Tom Coughlin years where we couldn't do anything on special teams because it was a liability for us. No, and I mean, and it was under old man Coughlin that uh, we allowed Deshaun Jackson to take us apart. Absolutely. Um, which, which are which hard memories to erase. Yeah. Um, you know, but as happy as I was with our running back and how great Saquon was, uh, you watch that game on Monday night and you got to think, wow. Uh, you know, Sam Darnold drops back, throws his first pass completely across the field, goes for a pick six, and then the kid settles into the game. And boy, he looked good. Uh, you know, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to proclaim the Jets the uh, NFC East champs by any uh, AFC East champs by any means. Uh, but I do I will say that the kid looked good. Uh, I want to see more. But uh, Jets with a very impressive win on the road on a team that looked like they just basically cashed it in on their coach and they basically won. Uh, Patricia fired and out of there already. 
Yeah, I mean, it, look, it was nice to see Donald bounce back. I mean, it's it's he's an easy guy to like, an easy guy to root for. Um, you know, unless he's playing against the G-men. Um, so, so yes, and I agree with you. The, the word is is that he's lost, Patricia's lost the locker room already. Um, he tried to come in there and instill this, uh, you know, Belichick type of regime, and that's great for Belichick, but only Belichick can pull that off. He's an old school guy. These yep. new these new school guys, I mean, the veterans don't want to hear these new school guys coming in um, and screaming at them and turn it into some sort of military camp like Belichick runs. So. Um, yeah, you, you might see Patricia back uh, on the Patriots sidelines next year if, if you know, uh, Belichick decides to take him back. So uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do this week against the Dolphins. You know, I agree. Do- Dolphins are a better team. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a real it's a real litmus test this this week, I think, for uh, for Darnold and, uh, and Gang Green. No, I completely agree. Uh, question for you. Give me your one biggest surprise in week one of the NFL. What was your one surprise, one, one thing that surprised you the most? The one thing that surprised me the most, I think, is how seamless Pittsburgh uh, was able to shift to uh, James Conner. Mm, interesting. Uh, he, had a mon- he had a monster game. Yeah. Uh, it speaks to it speaks to the ability of that offensive line to open up holes. Um, I mean, I'm not not knocking on the. Uh, I don't want to knock on the Browns here. I mean, the Browns are improved. We'll see. We'll see if Pittsburgh can do the same um, this week uh, against yep. Kansas City. You know, not a, not a very strong defensive unit there either. But um, they they didn't skip a beat on a running game. Um, and they were able to move the ball. I mean, it was a sloppy game. Ben turned the ball over three or four times. Uh, but but uh, I, I was surprised at the you know at, at the big game that Connor had. Um, no. and, and I would say one A would be uh, you know Deshaun Watson didn't look very good. I, I thought that he was going to come out of the gates uh, roaring. Yeah, I, I, got, I got to tell you the one thing that blew me away, and I, I still am scratching my head today, is the New Orleans Saints game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, the Bucks go in there with what I think is a pretty average team with Fitzpatrick at quarterback, and they go into a place which I think is one of the toughest places to win in football uh, historically, next to maybe like Lambeau or Seattle, um, and they just could not be stopped on offense with with. Fitzpatrick at the helm, and they did a pretty decent job to slow down Breeze enough to win the game. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the outcome of that game. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, look, look, no, the Saints had an improved defense last year. I think they won eleven games last year. Uh, oh, look, looked pretty good. I just don't, you know, we we know Sean Payton back to his days with the Giants. The, True. This this guy is not about defense. He's generally about offense. Um, I, I just don't too much, never put too much stock in the Saints defense. With that said, I did pick the Saints in my uh, suicide pool, so uh, I am one of the guys to buy back in on week one. Yeah, uh, you're sure. one of many, I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, I am back in uh, this week and uh, cannot use the Saints again, and I'm kind of happy I can't because they, they burned me pretty bad week one. And, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, a game, you know, a, a real throwback game. What, yeah, what am I, and him and Deshaun and Deshaun uh, Jackson also. No, I think you know. I, I think we both agreed one of the easiest games last week to pick was the Ravens. Uh, you know, and they won easily against a, a Bills team that's kind of a mess with a terrible backup quarterback. But then you know, last night on Thursday night, you watch the game and they go into Cincinnati and you think you got yourself a good game at a pick 'em. And I, I mean, it, it got interesting late, but uh, the Bengals kind of took it to them early. And they, I think they, you know, they gave up some late touchdowns because they had such a big lead. But you know, now you look at the game and you're like, is that Ravens team even any good? You don't really know. You like after two weeks, you're scratching your head trying to figure out what's what's the deal with that. I think that division's wide open. Oh no, I I, I agree with you there. Um, it uh, is an ugly game. Um, 
uh, kicking myself that I didn't pick uh, AJ Green with my second round draft pick in our Roto League that we <laughs> we are in. I took uh, Captain Holdout himself, uh, Le'Veon Bell. So uh, no, not 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 two two fairly unimpressive teams there. I would say the Browns are still unimpressive until they prove me wrong. And and Pittsburgh's got some things to work on. I mean, you got you still got to say that the Steelers are going to be the favorite to win a division there. Uh, but you know, a lot of this is riding on Ben's shoulders, and this guy is uh, he he's older than his age. Um, you know, he's 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 his body's got a lot more miles on it than uh, than both Eli and uh, Philip Rivers. No, I uh, agree. The two, the two others that came out in the uh, top ten of the draft that year. So, hey Johnny, let's stick with the NFL before we jump over to college with our picks. Um, let's let's go through our picks in the NFL. I'm going to give you some that I like. I looked at the the card, uh, you know, at length today, and there's a couple games that uh, I really like a lot. Um, you know, the first one being our beloved Giants getting three and a half on the road on uh, Sunday night spot in Dallas, where they've typically done pretty well. I got to say, the only thing that scares me is listening to New York sports radio today is that every single person on WFAN who picked the game, they all picked the Giants. Everybody's on the Giants, so it scares the crap out of me. I still can't see the Giants losing. I think they went outright, so I'm still going to take the three and a half. But uh, that's the only thing that scares me about that game right now. Well, I'm I'm seeing a current Vegas line of three. If that thing moves uh, above a field goal, I'm with you. I'm in, I'm in on the Giants. Um, if if we're more than three, okay. we're getting more than three. I'll give you another one. I just mentioned them before, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was not sold on uh, the Eagles. I think it's extremely difficult to repeat. I thought the Eagles played atrocious uh, in that Thursday night game. It was just that the Falcons played worse because they don't know how to win a big game. Um, I like what Tampa's got going. They're believing. They're feeling pretty good, and I think they're going to go into Philadelphia and they'll keep it close. They might even win outright. I'll take Tampa plus the field goal, and uh, you know, hope that they win outright. If not, I'll take the push because I think it's going to be a field goal game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can buy into Ryan Fitzpatrick if he if he has another great uh, game here in week two. Uh, maybe I'll believe in him a little bit more. But uh, the, the the Eagles, yeah, I mean, it was it was first game jitters. It was a sloppy game uh, on both sides. Uh, both Atlanta and Philly played sloppy, sloppy in the opener. I mean, what did we see? Like twenty-six or twenty-seven penalties called. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with a full week of practice uh, in films, I think the Eagles are going to come out better. So I'm going I'm to take. I'm I'm going to stay away from that one. I don't want to bet the Eagles necessarily, but that's not one that I'm high on this week. Fair enough. Uh, I'll bring up the team he brought before with the disappointment, which was Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun bounces back this week. They go on the road. They go into Tennessee. I, I watched uh, some of the Tennessee uh, uh, Dolphins game last weekend, and I know it was a weird game. It had like 15 stoppages. It was like 12 hours long. Um, but I just uh, Tennessee to me is just so unimpressive, and I think the the Texans find a way to put it together this week. They're only given two and a half on the road. I think they win by a touchdown, so I'll take I'll take the Texans this week. And that that was one of the six that I had picked um, when I looked at the card. I do like the Texans this week. Uh, keep in mind that uh, Tennessee is missing uh, uh, two of their uh, starters on the offensive line. I think I think it's uh, Conklin and Luan yep. um, are both out this week. I mean these guys are I mean they're the anchors of that line, so. Uh, with that, with that wicked uh, pass rush that uh, Houston has, Watt uh, and Clowney, they're going to be all over Mariota. Mariota might not, might might be dead come uh, come Monday. So. <laughs> See, I got two more for you. The one I, the one I like here is uh, I like the 49ers at home. They're coming back home. 
Uh, they didn't win last week, but they played well. Uh, they're playing the Detroit team off of a short week, a team that quit on their coach. I know that he's going to do everything to get them rah-rah, but if the 49ers find a way to go up 7 or 14 nothing early, they're going to quit on them again, and it's going to be a rout. Uh, they're going to be on the road, and the Niners fans would see love nothing more than to, to see a big win for uh, Jimmy G and uh, get get on the board with the W. So I, I like, I like uh, San Fran minus 6 in that spot. No, I'm I'm with you. That was another one of the uh, six that I picked. Uh, cash the ticket with uh, with Garoppolo and his porn star girlfriend. There you go. There you go. And now I I have a funny feeling that you will dis- strongly disagree with me on this one, but uh, I love the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend going into Pittsburgh. I I don't think Pittsburgh's that good of a football team. I think that they're uh, they're a little discombobulated. And the one thing that I learned from Kansas City this past week is that Andy Reid likes his new quarterback. He likes what he has, and uh, he ran all different kinds of plays, all different kinds of schemes. And I think you're going to get a lot of it this week. And I think that Kansas City goes into Pittsburgh, and they they might even win outright but i'll take the five and a half on the road and as long as they keep it within a field goal i'm going to cover well i'm going to take the other side of that one so maybe we'll have a man-to-man wager on that all right there we go i think pittsburgh uh, i think pittsburgh comes out um again they they should have they should have blown the browns out last week it was sloppy it was in the rain um you know a lot of this rides on ben once again he's got a banged up elbow um you know if he's if he's not looking great uh health-wise uh pre-game uh, I'm going to lay off. But if he's healthy and he's out there, uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh. I'm laying the points, uh, which I'm seeing at four and a half right now. So, Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Either either way, still it's still more than a field goal, so that that's all I care about. So I think uh, that covers that covers my five. I had Tampa, the Giants, Texans, KC, and San Francisco. You said you had a couple. Two of them you agreed with me on. What's your uh, other one? Uh, well, I, I also like Seattle. I think Seattle, I think Seattle uh, taking the points are going to go into Chicago and win. Um, you know, we're, we're going we're going with Russell Wilson and company. Uh, he's a superior quarterback. I know they have, um, you know, a lot of changes, a lot of new faces on defense. I'm just not sold on Trubisky yet. Um, mm. So I'm I'm going uh, and, and Russell Wilson's still quick enough to get away from Khalil Mack, uh, unlike uh, Aaron Rodgers. See, so. I strong, I strongly disagree on that one. I love, I love Chicago in that spot. Wow. I, I, I think, I think the Bears are a much improved team. Uh, I watched that game on Sunday night, and without, uh, you know, without that miracle comeback by Rodgers, which was, you know, of epic proportion. I mean, they whipped, they went into uh, Green Bay and they whipped the Packers up and down the field. And if I'm the coach, that's what I'm, that's what I'm preaching to them all week long is that they should have won that game because they, they beat that team, and it was just a. Uh, it was just one of those things that Rodgers finds a way to do, but I really like Chicago in that spot. I think Seattle's a mess. Well, I think we're going to have to put a little matrix together and uh, track right. our uh, picks. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, going uh, forward. That uh, wasn't one that I picked, but I, but if, if you ask me, that's my opinion. If you held so, a gun to your head, well, well, then I'm going to continue with the last two. Uh, right, next, next one to me is easy. It's Denver, uh, giving the points to, a, I think, a very discombobulated Oakland Raiders team. Um, so I'm, I'm rolling with Denver there. And then, uh, you know, after that, um, I, I'm, I'm going Patriots. I'm going Patriots and Brady. Um, you know, it's, 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 it was a pick em. Now the Patriots are given one. Uh, I just wasn't that impressed with Jacksonville last week. Yeah, no, I agree with the, I agree with the Pats pick, and I, th- I think that's a good pick, especially if Fournette's not playing. I think that's huge. Uh, the Denver game, I, I'm not sold on either team, and the only reason I didn't like that game is because I just think the line's too rich. My, what I was seeing is it opened at four, and it's up to seven. I can't give a touchdown uh, to, with uh, Denver. I just don't think they're that good. Yeah, that was, that was my if, thought. If Derek Carr is the opposing quarterback, I can give the seven. Um, Fair enough. All right. So. All right. Hey, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. I don't have a strong enough feeling either way. Hey, let's jump gears to uh, college football. So l- last week, 
uh, on this podcast. We gave out five plays. We gave out Michigan Michigan Wolverines lane 28. They won easily. Uh, I gave you the Arizona Wildcats, which was extremely disappointing. Boy, was I wrong on that one. So we'll take a loss there. But I did bounce back with uh, Arizona State plus four, and they won outright over the Michigan State Spartans, which I told you they probably would. And Penn State minus seven. Penn State minus seven, which I said that they were a much better team than what you saw against a very good App State team, and they ended up rolling. And then my favorite pick and your favorite pick of the week, I think, was the was the Hawaii game where Rice was getting 17 and a half, and we did cover. So. Uh, Hawaii held true to form after being, uh, you know, home dogs twice. They've never been able to, you know, bounce back as a home favorite. So we were able to cash in on that one. Rainbow so we ended up Warriors, going, not hey, good home dogs. Four and one works. So we're gonna we're gonna take that momentum. We're gonna roll into this week. And I got a couple games that I really like. Fire away. Uh, the, you know, I know you love when I start with a noon game, so I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you two right out of the box. The first one I'm going to give you is we're going to get on the Seminole train, and we're going to ride the Florida State Seminoles. They're giving two and a half to Syracuse. Syracuse is not very good. Cash the ticket. Got the game circled. Oh, my God. I mean, give me a break. I realize everybody's looking at last week and saying, oh, they barely beat Samford at home. Well, the reason they barely beat Samford is because the week before they had a huge letdown game where they, where they you know, played in a national spotlight and they were going to have a letdown game. Their offensive line is banged up. They get one of their guys back this week. They get a little healthier, and they're playing a Syracuse team that basically just squeaked by Western. Uh, they struggled against Western Michigan, and they beat Wagner last week. I mean, come on. Give me a break. FSU wins by double digits. I mean, that, that's an easy one in my mind. Next uh, game with, I'm going to give you up is, the, is Toledo, baby. Take Toledo plus the 12 over, over the Miami Hurricanes. And the, the reason for this game is simple. I like Toledo at home. I don't think Miami's that good. And 92% of the public right now has their money on Miami. So you know what? I'm going to be the book. I'm going to be the house. And I'm going to take that. I'm going to take it to the bank. I'm going to take the rockets. And we're going we're gonna to blast off and cash that ticket, baby. What is the, what is the line there? It's 12. 12. Toledo plus 12. Toledo yeah. plus 12, okay. And if you look in big spots, Toledo's played, played you know, top 25 teams very well historically, especially at home. So I, I really like that game. I think that I think that's a great game. And it's another nooner. It is. It is. And here's another one for you, love. Uh, Buffalo playing Eastern Michigan. Take Eastern Michigan plus the three. Eastern Michigan in the last 13 games is 12-1 and one as an away dog. Lock and load that baby. Put it up. Put the money on there and cash that ticket. Oh, I'm getting excited here. Yeah. Uh, a couple other games I was looking at. I, I like Michigan's uh, Mississippi State big over UL Lafayette. They're giving 33. I think they win by 50. Um, I watched a little bit of that game last week and they just looked very very strong. I also like Wisconsin. Um, they haven't played two very good games. They looked okay. They start, finally got things figured out in the second half last week. Uh, they play a BYU team that beat the Arizona team, uh, which I thought was a much better team. But after watching last week, I realized they're not very good at all. And they beat a Cal team last week to be 1-1. One and one. Uh, I'm sorry, they lost to Cal. Um, and the Cal team is not very good. I mean, that's a Cal team that almost lost to North Carolina uh, the week before. And North Carolina just got spanked by an atrocious, atrocious ECU team. So uh, I think Whiskey rolls. Uh, they're given 23. They probably win by 30. I had Wisconsin circled along with Florida State, so I'm glad we agree on that one. There you go. Uh, the only couple games, the other games I'll give his opinion, I like FIU. I think uh, I 
They're giving three and a half points to UMass. Um, they're at home. UMass is on the road for the third week in a row. And uh, anytime you can get Kiff uh, minus three and a half, I take it against a team like UMass. Interesting. I was going to ask you about three others that, uh, that were intriguing me here. What do you got? Uh, LSU getting nine and a half playing Auburn. Yeah, that's a fascinating game to me. I mean, probably the best game in the card. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, if you if you told me how to take a team, honestly, I take I take LSU. Getting nine and a half, coach. Too many points. Nine and a half. Too many points in my I, mind. I have similar feelings there. And what about the tide giving twenty one Old Miss at Old Miss? A lot of points. Yeah, I, I think the line is low there only because historically Old Miss play has played Bama as well as anybody. But Old Miss this year has nobody. They're a terrible team, and I, I agree. I think the tide rolls. And la- lastly, uh, the Trojans going down to Texas and playing that, that uh, dumpster fire that the Longhorns have become. Yeah, I, I love that. Getting three and a half on a road. I love that game. I think I think I, th- I think the Trojans roll them. I mean, Texas beat a crappy Tulsa team last week, and everybody's thinking that they've got things straightened out. They didn't get anything straightened out. They got a USC team that's going in there that has far superior talent than they have, and they're giving them points. I, I think USC wins easily. Well, those those are the, those are the other three add-ons, and I think we're in agreement on all three. So this is this is good stuff. Beautiful. I'll give you one more. If Martinez plays for Nebraska. Take the Cornhuskers at home. I think they roll Troy. They'll be able to cover the number. I think uh, right now it's minus nine. Nebraska played a very good Buffalo team, uh, Colorado team last week, and they they went back and forth, and it was a close game. They ended up losing, um, but that was a very good team they lost to, and I think the line's a little over-adjusted uh, because they lost at home last week. But Troy is not even anywhere close to the type of caliber team that Colorado is, and I think Nebraska gets back on track as long as Martinez is quarterback and they roll easily. Well, I'll tell you, I wasn't super excited about Saturday uh, tomorrow. Just there weren't a whole lot of marquee matchups, but I'm a whole lot more excited now. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's a it's a fairly decent card, but like you said, you know, there's only kind of there's only a few marquee games. I think you know. Uh, you mentioned the Auburn LSU game. That's definitely a big one. The other the other big game of the week is uh, Ohio State TCU, and I can't really gauge either one of those teams right now. If, you know, if you told me I had to pick one, I'd probably take the Buckeyes just because they typically are better in those spots. But um, I'm not sold. No, I'm with you, and I, and I uh, wanted to throw one uh, one potential uh, European wager your way uh, tomorrow at 7:30. We've got uh, Liverpool playing uh, Tottenham, so uh, that's a. Yeah, that's a fascinating game too. I looked at that line this morning, and uh, you know, I I don't know what to make of it to be honest with you. Uh, you know, uh, Tottenham's at home, Liverpool's coming in, and they're they're both off the break. So I think if it was more, uh, you know, closer to when they were playing and without the break, it would have been a little easier to pick. But right now, I don't know how each team's going to react having a couple weeks off. Well, De- Deli Ali is already confirmed to miss the game. See, there there you go. Tomorrow, so um, that's just something. Some, something to keep in mind. And, and so, someone else, another one of their marquee players, was banged up and doubtful to play tomorrow. Uh, right. Not Harry Kane. Harry Kane's okay. playing. But, oh, uh, Harry Kane's I, playing. That's I, a big uh, deal. And, and Liverpool's healthy. Liverpool's okay, a, so uh, you're, playing, uh, you're playing everybody. I just think I think you roll with the Reds. You roll with Reds, the Reds and Klopp. Uh, they just they, they seem to have hit their stride uh, this year. So Now, uh, has, really sh- 
I, I, I don't know because I didn't catch too much the first two weeks. Is Tottenham in their new stadium yet or no? Are they still playing uh, that I Wembley? Can't, I would not be able to tell you that. Because um, that's uh, a big deal. It, it, whether they're back in White Hart Lane is what yeah. you're referring to. Yes. Uh, I believe, yes, they are back in White Hart Lane. Okay. Um, you know, because they did terrible at Wembley last year. And, uh, you know, home field in uh, EPL is a big deal. It, it is. It is for sure. But you take Deli Alley, you know, player his quality out of there. And uh, Liverpool at full strength. I'm rolling. I'm rolling with the Reds. No, I would agree. And you're probably going to get a. You're probably going to get some value with that pick too. I would imagine. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, you know, so it's going to be it's going to be an early morning at the Anglin household. With, Absolutely. Uh, What's that? A seven a.m. game? Seven thirty. Seven thirty game means we're oh. having, we're having breakfast at seven here. There's nothing better than waking up a little Premier League. I, <laughs> not, I, uh, not at all. I see right now uh, the Reds are plus one twenty five, so that's a that's pretty that's a pretty decent play. Although Tottenham is at home getting one eighty five, so that's even more interesting to be honest. With you. It, it is, but you're without again, you're without yeah. Ali, um, I, and I think that that's uh, I think that's worth a lot. You know, he's a real he's a real game changing uh, player. So I agree. Uh, hey, one one other marquee college game we forgot about: Boise State's going into. Uh, Stillwater playing the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good game. And uh, Boise's getting points on the road, even though they're ranked higher. I, I think that's a pretty, pretty fascinating game. I like what I've seen from Boise, um, and I'm not sold on OSU, but uh, I wouldn't touch the game. I just think it's too dicey. But uh, just if you're watching as a fan, I think it's a great game. No, it it, it is intriguing uh, to me as well. Um, you know, Oklahoma State. I'm not super impressed there. Um, so mm-hmm. if you had to hold a gun in my head, I'm I'm rolling with Boise. But yeah, they, not 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 in our top eight or nine no. that we've already sort of gone through. So no, exactly. And one other one that I'm going to keep a close eye on because I've done well with them the first two weeks, which is uh, you know I love Herm Edwards and I'm loving I'm loving what he's doing out in Arizona State. Arizona State's given five uh, to San Diego State this week. Uh, San Diego State not not a great team. Uh, Arizona State should be able to cover that number. The only thing that scares me is they're coming off a huge Michigan State win, and now next week looking ahead they have Washington on the horizon. So it just a classic trap game and I want to see how Herm gets his guys to react this week because you win this week and you lose to Washington it's not the end of the world um, but it will be very interesting to see how they respond no I'm with you 100% we're, uh, we're pulling for Herm and uh, I love it. The, the second marquee player that is confirmed missing the game tomorrow for Tottenham is none other than their marquee goalie Hugo Loris oh no so, kidding oh yeah so lock I think up the Reds cash yeah. the ticket Absolutely. I'll be putting my wager in as soon as we uh, end this podcast. I'm going to show you that. I, I love it. And, and you will never walk alone. <laughs> yeah, because I'm afraid, you know, after after have my uh, eighth or ninth Miller Lite here, being that I'm hurricaned in, I might oversleep the uh, kickoff, and I don't want to have to put in the live bet with the odds changing on me. So oh, I'll get it in tonight. Get, get, get it in there tonight before uh, before people wake up and realize Tottenham's playing, uh, playing short a few guys. Absolutely. Hey, Johnny, it was good catching up with you. Glad we got a chance to uh, go through everything. Uh, glad football's back. Let's hope the Yankees uh, bounce back here and get back in the, the saddle so we can uh, not have to go to uh, out, out west and we can get a playoff game at home. That would be much appreciated if they could do that for us. And uh, hopefully the Giants bounce back, too, as uh, they go into Dallas and Big D and hopefully can get it done. Well, it's a fantastic time of year, right? We, uh, the, the Premier League, um, you know, you got, you got late season baseball, early season NFL. College football is in full swing. It's uh, it's good to be alive. Good to be in America. Absolutely, absolutely love America. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys stay dry and stay safe down there. We will, we will, and uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you over the weekend. Let's hope uh, our picks come in and uh, we keep this hot streak going. Uh, go Giants, go Yankees, and uh, let's go Reds in the morning. That sounds great. Well, you guys have a great night down there. All right, Johnny. Take care. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. <laughs>